Coming to you from the weirdest city in the world, Austin, Texas. This is the Sports Buzz. With your host, Spencer Spillman. God damn it, man. I swear you guys whip on me 13 or 14 more times. I'm out of here. And his co-host, Zach Chandonet. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. And of course, the extremely unqualified producer, Ballot. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know I'm doing it really, really well. Time to sit back, crack open a cold one, and enjoy the ride. Here's your host. Oh, I almost forgot. Our favorite expert, Chad Goodall. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. Let's get this thing started. Cheers. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Sports Buzz, the podcast where we talk sports and get a buzz on. As always, that buzz is brought to you by the beautiful, the delicious Strangeland Brewery. Ooh, a beer for every, any, and all occasions. That is right. I'm your host, Spencer Spillman, my co-host and producer for the evening, Mr. Ballad. How you doing? I'm doing great. Doing doing fantastic. Ready to talk some college sports. Our uh, better than most, very average uh, producer. We'll leave it at that, and uh, we'll explain that here in a minute. Uh, but we are, as always, coming... downgraded again. That's fine. <laughs> we are, as always, coming to you from Austin, Texas, on a Tuesday night. Um, if you're listening, you are listening on SoundCloud and iTunes. Please follow and subscribe us. Uh, Stay up to date on all the latest episodes we post, and um, give us some five star reviews. Share those episodes out with your friends. Uh, spread the word. Let them know who we are, what we do. If you like it, let us know. Yeah. Uh, we also have Domingo the Flamingo and Lana in studio with us. They're always here on time. They never seem to let us down. Appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into show business here in a second. This is our amateur hour. Um. As we said, we got some explaining to do from our show, uh, our pro show on Wednesday. Um, and uh, we got Tuesday Night Football that we are watching right now. So we'll get into our show bet and let you guys know how that's going. But uh, as I mentioned, Strangeland Brewery is our sponsors from day one. Um, I am drinking the Oktoberfest right now. Uh, and Ballad is drinking the Headless Gentleman. That is the bourbon, bourbon aged, aged porter, pumpkin, pumpkin porter. porter, limited time canning. Yep. So they usually have it in the bombers. Yeah, uh, the big bottles. Which I dare you to drink two and drive. No, I don't. Don't, don't do, do that. that. Uh, I dare you to drink two and try to do anything. Um, but yeah, uh, Strangeland has, uh, does not condone drinking and driving, neither do we. Um, but they have a... Oktoberfest party on September, or I'm sorry, Saturday the 13th. These strains are getting to me. I'm going to go ahead and say it. <laughs> um, it's going to be a blast. You don't need tickets. Just show up. Tell them the guys from Sportsbus sent you, and, uh, and have a good time. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it should be fun. Um, I'm going to try and make it out, because I haven't been out to the brewery in a while. Missed those guys. Um, but... Uh, our other sponsors, Mountain Breeze Campground, still open. Uh, we got a big Halloween party coming up in a few weeks. Um, be a perfect time to bring you some Oktoberfest. Come hang out. Uh, I don't know if we'll have a DJ that night or not, but, um, there'll be some stuff going on. We'll have some costume, a bunch of people in costumes, a bunch of food, uh, bring you some Oktoberfest, some, uh, headless gentlemen and try and stay warm, hang out, have a good time out at the river. Uh, campsites are always open. Give the office a call and uh, go have a good time. Follow the brewery on Twitter, at Strangeland Brew. Follow us at SportsBuzzTX. Let's go ahead and get into some show business here. Got a few things we need to talk about before we get the show started. Uh, is everybody in studio? As we mentioned, no. No. If you listen to the uh, pro show, Coach is doing his coach thing. He's got... Uh, bunch of college kids that he takes care of teaches them how to throw plastic around 
Um, so he's doing that on Tuesday nights for the foreseeable future. Uh, but Chad is in a week-long meeting, so there's that. We don't know where the meeting is or <clears throat> what the meeting is about, but we just know he's not here all week. You know, I was thinking about this. Are we sure that Chad has a job and that he's not actually a slave? You know, because there's these random occurrences that he can never plan for, that he that he can't be here, and it's always it's always work. It's never not work for why he can't be here. And then he's got this week long meeting that's that's uh, preventing him from being here this week. I'm not sure that that Chad's not a slave. <laughs> that uh, that him buying a house was all for sham, probably for tax purposes. If I had to guess, I'm not an accountant. Our accountant's not here to confirm or deny, so we're gonna go with that. Um, we're gonna to, we're gonna ask Chad next week if he's a slave or not. <laughs> for, that's where I'm leaning now. Oh, I love it. Oh, that's great. Like you can't get off work for the first fun belt match of the of the season on a Tuesday night. Like if there was ever a reason to get off work, that was seemed that's like the, one. the appropriate one. That is the one. Um, yeah, I know you were stoked about some Tuesday night football, so we definitely had to bet it tonight. We got plus ten and a half with Arkansas State. Uh, how are we looking over there on that? It's not looking too bad right now. It's seven six. Uh, Appalachian State up by one with about mm, seven minutes left in the first half. Uh, Appalachian State finally got their first score, uh, you know, long touchdown drive. But Arkansas State uh, hanging in there as a home dog, so just forced uh, a quick three and out. Uh, Arkansas State about to get the ball back, so we'll be we'll be watching this one closely as we uh, as we get through the amateur hour. Man, the Red Wolves are definitely playing better than I expected. Yeah, so. And now we know that they're the Red Wolves. We yeah. Can, uh, I refer to them as their proper name. I, I finally saw it on the side of the stadium and on their pants. So thanks for that, guys. You know, I'm, I'm surprised that Red Wolves isn't considered problematic in 2018. I would <laughs> think that they'd have to be like uh, like the, the Native American Wolves or, or something of that nature. Oh, man. I don't even have anything to say to that. That's funny. You never do, Dale. You that never is, do. That's funny. That was solid. I was not expecting that. Um, also, wasn't expecting our uh, our pro show to be so horrible. So sorry, guys. Uh, that's on us. Well, I knew the content was going to be bad. It always is. It always is. Uh, but the sound quality that is that's a uh, it's actually not new. That's something that we've been pretty bad at over the years. I recently got much better. But uh, hands up, this one's on me. Uh, forgot to change the sound input. So that one, if it sounds like it was recorded on a laptop microphone that was built into it. Uh, that's because it was. That's because it was. And um, you know, I'm not going to say sorry. You know, I'm not you know, I do this for free. You know, I've got a, I've I was drinking Strangeland. I've had uh I've had many of other things on my mind and uh quite frankly with the, these two jokers who can't even show up to the show. Yeah. You guys should be thankful that I that I even use my work laptop to get this done. So you, you guys should be thankful that I work at a nice place where they buy me a laptop with a microphone in it. Can you imagine if I would have pressed play and we'd have recorded that whole time without any sound? <laughs> that would have been the real shame. So um to recap, uh not sorry, uh will probably happen again and also not that surprised. Hey, Shit happens, man. Uh, I forgive you. It's okay. I, you can't forgive me because I'm not sorry. Okay? Did you? Do I have to repo- repeat the three points that I just made? No, nah, I think I got them. Um, <laughs> yes, ma'am. Let's go ahead and get into some football talk and uh, hit a week six recap. Let's do it. Week six, a fun one. Uh, by the way, I almost moved the Texas 10 up until the beginning <laughs> of the show, but I was afraid it was going to turn into like a Texas 20. So it still might. So let's hurry up and get through this recap. I know. Right. So, uh, Friday night, Georgia tech destroys Louisville 66 to 31 Louisville had no answer for the triple option. Did you catch any of this on Friday night, Dale? I did not. Um, but yeah, the triple option always throws people off, man. You saw what Navy did to OU almost upset them in overtime. So, um, you can never count on a team that runs a triple option, regardless of their record or talent. Louisville is really, really bad. Yeah. They're the Lamar Jacksonless era is not starting off very well. So uh Lamar Jackson worth every penny. Good job, Baltimore. Yeah. Uh Utah State upsets BYU on the road. This one was a surprise to me. Forty five twenty. Yeah, that one was a little crazy. Um and they weren't the only Utah team that uh had themselves a game. I'm sure we'll get into that one. I didn't watch the Utah State game though. Yeah, of course I did. I don't watch um, BYU. I don't watch BYU play. Uh, I just like just to see on them. on principle or no, no. I just is don't it, care about them. 
Oh, I only I only like seeing the videos of their mascot uh, dancing with all the cheerleaders. Uh, on Friday, on uh, Monday night when they were showing showing a uh, Taysom Taysom Hill highlights from college, they showed that one game where he just torched Texas at home for like what felt like a billion yards, and I turned the game off of that. Yeah, point. unnecessary. Uh, Alabama destroys Arkansas on the road, sixty-five to thirty-one. They uh, Tua Tungaloa. 10 for 13, 334, four touchdowns. Yeah, you nailed that name. Uh, he is turning into what looks to be like the real deal. Can't wait to see when they actually play a little bit better competition, but he looked good against A&M, which is probably the biggest team they've played all year. Um, the bad thing about this was they were up like 49 to 14 or something at one point in this game. I think they were up 41 to nothing. Or forty-one to seven, like they were running away with this thing, and then just threw in the backups. And Nick Saban said, "Fuck everybody who has us covering this forty-something point line, whatever it was." Well, yeah, I'm starting to think that Nick Nick Saban hates covering. Nick yeah, line closed at thirty-five. They win by thirty-four. Uh, moving on though, Georgia destroys Vanderbilt at home, forty-one thirteen. No surprise there. Yep, not surprised at all. Uh, Ohio State has a game within Indiana, though, and for a little bit, Indiana was actually winning this game. They were hanging in. They were hanging in. I was catching highlights of it. Ohio State always has trouble with Indiana. I don't know what it is, if they just refuse to prepare for them or if it always happens to be right after they play Penn State. It's a big letdown spot, but obviously they end up winning 49-26. Dwayne Haskins, 455, six touchdowns. What a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the Buckeyes. Yeah, and J.K. Dobbins looks like he's finally getting the bulk of the carries, at 26 carries for 82 yards. Uh, he's the kid from Giddings, Texas, that Texas decided not to recruit. Yeah. Uh, showbit update. Arkansas State just kicked a field goal. Boom! 9-7 to seven now. Let's go! Uh, Clemson gets right against Wake Forest. Anyone who was worried after that Syracuse uh, match... Uh, put your worries back in the trunk of your car and lock them in there. 63-3 to on the road. That was nice of them to let Wake Forest kick a field goal. That was really sweet of Clemson. Yeah, not bad. Uh, moving to the SEC, Florida upsets LSU at home, 27-19. to uh, I got to say, the Florida defense, the difference in this one. Yeah, this is the biggest shock to me. Um, I've been... Really high on LSU and their defense, the speed that the guys on that side of the ball have. Um, and their offense has been pleasantly, surprisingly decent, um, enough to win games. But, yeah, dude, Florida put it to them. And that defense, I thought LSU had a good defense. Florida, they're someone to watch out for. Uh, Joe Burrow returns to pedestrian-like uh, activity. 192, two interceptions, no touchdowns. This game was important to me because of my season, or I should say Uncle Max' season win total bets he's had out there. I have the over for the uh, for the Gators and then a season win under for LSU, uh, which I was sure for both of these was baked after the way they were starting their seasons. But <laughs> this game kind of kind of keeps a, at least the Florida one in play for me. LSU oh, yeah. probably going to get over seven and a half. Probably. Uh, Notre Dame takes care of business on the road against Virginia Tech. Uh, this one was close uh, until halftime when uh, Notre Dame started uh, to, to put the heat on. Yeah, that third quarter they came out and just kind of flexed their muscles a little bit. Um, Notre Dame is someone to watch out for come playoff time. They're someone who could sneak by. They're not They're not the big name, Alabama, Ohio State. I mean, obviously Notre Dame's a huge name, but I was gonna say, um, but not in the in the sense of they're the powerhouse football team that we're used to from olden days. Uh, But the good old days, the good old days. But um, yeah, Notre Dame. I kind of like where they're at right now, and think they got a really good chance of making the playoffs. Uh, Yeah the the move to Ian Book. Away from uh, uh, the quarterback for Notre Dame beforehand, whose name escapes me, uh, obviously paying dividends for the Fighting Irish. Yeah, he's been the biggest change for sure. <sighs> Another top 10 team to go <laughs> down this weekend. Mississippi State loses to Auburn, or beats Auburn 23 uh, 9. This one was ugly. Yeah, I didn't even 
pay attention to this. Uh, Mississippi State hasn't had a bad year. They've had one bad loss. Um, this is bad for Auburn. I mean, what do you have to say for yourself? Really bad for Auburn. I'll, I'll, it's a, and it's a couple reasons why. For one, uh, they are awful on offense. The offensive line is not good, which is embarrassing for a blue chip program like Auburn to not be able to recruit an offense or train an offensive line to to keep up with the rest of the SEC. And Jared Sinem just doesn't look like he's in sync with the offense. I don't know what it is. I don't know. The running game uh, was lacking as well. Auburn on offense looks totally lost. Uh, the defense played pretty good, though. I mean, you, you think you hold a team to 23 points on, on the road, you, you could find a way to find a win there. But when, when the offense playing the way they did and leaving the defense on the field for as long as they did, it's a recipe for disaster. So uh, no, no good for the Tigers there. No good, bud. No uh, good. West Virginia takes care of business against Kansas, thirty-eight to twenty-two. No big surprise there, right? Not really. It's closer than it should have been, I think. Um, but you know, Will Greer is leading the Big Twelve in passing. He throws for another three hundred and thirty yards, four touchdowns. Um, sooner or later, we're going to start hearing his name in some of those Heisman talks. Uh, yeah, uh, well overdue. Uh, Washington has a little bit of a scare against UCLA. They end up winning thirty-one to twenty-four. Is Chip Kelly's Bruins turning the corner here? Um, by the scoreline, I'd say, yeah. I mean, that's a huge improvement. I didn't expect to see this game being that close. I'm sure it started at about 10 o'clock our time. Um, so I didn't watch any of it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they didn't get blown out by a top-10 team. So I guess that means they've improved. Uh, UCLA is still 0-5. Uh, this one was exciting. Texas A&M hosts Kentucky. A&M, though, comes out on top 20-14. Yeah, undefeated Kentucky coming in. Um, and this game was – A&M didn't look very good. Uh, it was kind of weird. I expected more from both teams. And Kellen Mond didn't impress me. Um, Kentucky didn't really impress me. But one guy that I am a huge fan of and I have been all year long, uh, Travion Williams, the running back for A&M, and Jay Sternberger, the tight end for AM. Uh, those two guys are the offense. And uh, that's the most exciting players on the field. Kellen Mond has his moments, uh, but this is a big win for AM. It, yeah, it did come in overtime, but it was in Kyle Field. Um, so beat a ranked team, that's a good win for AM, and they should uh, enjoy it for now because I think they have pretty roller coaster of a schedule coming up. Yeah, I'm excited to see how Kentucky responds to a loss, uh, especially on the road. I need to check who they have next week, but uh, Kentucky, a fun team to watch. A, de- a defensive, really defense, really good sound defensive team, no doubt. Um, another upset of the weekend, Utah takes down Stanford on the road, 40-21. to I mean, pretty much a beatdown, uh, you know. It, it wasn't close. This was kind of shocking to me when I saw the scoreline here. Um, another Pac-12 game that, you know, starts around midnight, so I'm not going to watch it. Uh, but when I saw it, I, I was kind of shocked. I don't know. Do, is Bryce Love not on the team anymore? Did Bryce he stop Love playing? Out, injured. Okay, and, so he is injured. And worse than losing Bryce Love, you gave them the kiss of death at the beginning of the season. So you were, you were very high in Stanford, which um, – which just made me know that they were going to do terrible. Didn't I pick them to win the Pac-12? I'm pretty sure you did. Yeah, I think I did. We're going to have to go check back on that. Uh, Wisconsin uh, takes care of business at home against Nebraska. Nebraska still looking for their first win of the season. <laughs> Scott Frost is still looking for that first win at his alma mater. Yeah. Uh, fade Nebraska for <laughs> instant cash. Uh, Miami survives. Dude, they were getting Florida State. They were getting destroyed. They were down by 21 at one point. I think 21, like, going into uh, the second half. Florida State gives this one away, though. Miami wins by one, 28-27. Yeah, Miami's quarterback threw just barely over 200 yards, but he threw four touchdowns. Um, I did see the turnover chain come out at least once or twice, um, which got Miami back into the game. But, uh, yeah, I didn't expect this game to be close, and I knew hearing you guys pick it, I think both of y'all picked Miami to run away with this and 
talked about how bad Florida State was. So that's about that point I knew it was going to be a close game. I know. I need I need to I I immensely I know in my head that rivalry games are going to be tight, but I always pick the favorite to cover. I don't know why, but I need to figure out a way to stop myself from doing this. Uh Showbet uh getting into uh, 14-9 App State with them knocking and they just, on the door. And they just made a pick at the 20-yard line. Um, Real quick, on Florida State, Willie Taggart has a press conference, the, the new coach for Florida State, right. where he admits that his players were crying in the locker room after this loss. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be upset after a loss. But coach, you can't go tell the media Shut your mouth. that your team is crying in the locker room. Especially the losing to an in-state rival, that is that is not a good look for Willie Taggart. That's messed up, man. Like that's that's gonna lose some respect with the players. Like, dude, come on, man, you can't be going around. How am I supposed to get laid all this week with all these girls knowing I was crying? I think I'm officially a Willie Taggart hater. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna start wearing that hat. Uh, yeah, you just can't do that, man. No. You can't do that. Uh, upset of the week, Northwestern takes down Michigan State on the road, 29-19. I don't know if I'd call it the upset of the week. I don't think Michigan State is anything this year. I meant to say another upset of uh, the yeah. week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've... Northwestern's playing like played, the best team in the NFL. <laughs> Northwestern's played some good games uh, and fallen short, but uh, finally put it all together against a very mediocre football team, so... I'd say good win over a ranked opponent, so take it. Take it what you can. Uh, North Carolina State beats uh, Boston College 28-23. to uh, This one uh, makes me mad because I had Boston College plus four in the line closed at Boston College plus six. So if I just would have waited, would have had it. And uh, Uncle Mac did not have a good week, so he uh, he needed this one. Uh, felt like I was on the right side of it, and yeah, uh, fuck you, North Carolina State. <laughs> uh, any more games? Yeah, Iowa State takes down Oklahoma State in the Big Twelve, forty-eight to forty-two. A game I called. I I, I picked uh, Iowa State to have an outright win here. Uh, High-scoring game though. Yeah, yeah, it was. And then Oklahoma State's another team, kind of like Michigan State. Yeah, they got the prowess and the coach and the program, but they just don't feel like uh, a scary team right now. They just don't feel like somebody that I'd be worried about playing. Uh, wait, was that Oklahoma State or Iowa State? Oklahoma State. Yeah, they seem vulnerable. No, Iowa State scares me. Iowa State scares the shit out of me. Yeah, it's just where do, do where does Texas play them? Do they are we at home? Or I want to say that's. In Lauren, I mean um, Ames, Ames, Iowa. If that's in Ames, put it down as a loss. That's uh, that's that's no good. It's at least going to be close. Uh, this was an exciting one. South Carolina beats Missouri at home, thirty-seven thirty-five. High scoring match for the SEC, uh, but I mean South Carolina looking like they're getting things done. Uh, I got nothing on that one. Didn't watch it. Sorry. Weren't you a Missouri lover at the beginning? I was. Of the I, no, was it Missouri? Yeah, Drew Locke. You're a big Drew Locke guy going into the, uh, mm, into the season. I don't know, man. I don't think I was a big Mizzou guy. Hmm. I don't. I don't know. If... We'll have to. Uh, we'll have to check the tape on. Check that. the tape on that. I, I think I was. As far as SEC, I mean, maybe I was. I think I was higher on South Carolina or Mississippi State or somebody like that. Hmm. Not Mizzou though. Not Mizzou. Air Force beats Navy thirty-five to seven. Did not see that coming. I don't think anybody did. You guys both picked Navy, right? Oh, for sure. I would have taken Navy by about 20. Yeah. So. I thought Navy, I mean, Navy historically has been way better than Air Force. Well, in the way they played OU, I was like, there's no way that they're going to let Air Force beat them. So last year, Army beat Navy for the first time in a really long time. Right. right? Are we heading towards another one of those types of uh, matchups? Because, I mean, Navy has not been impressive. They lost to SMU. They lose here to Air Force. 0-3 0-3 on the road, 2-3, and 3, uh, you know, overall. I want to know what was going through those guys' heads when they played OU. What team was that that they put on the field? Like, I'm confused. You're talking Army, right? No, I'm talking about, oh. Navy, Navy didn't play OU. Oh, you're right, that was Army. Oh. 
Yeah, for some reason, I thought that was Navy. I'd, yeah, in that case, I would have picked Army for sure. Yeah, it was Air Force, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm lost. I would, I'm just... Strangeland. I got nothing. I got nothing, dude. I'm speechless. Strangeland. It works. Continue. Move on. Uh, Baylor beats Kansas State 37-34. Wow. Interesting. A lot of points. And... Shaw into the bombs list. God, Texas State gets murdered by Louisiana Lafayette at home, forty-two to twenty-seven. Texas State drops to one and four this season, zero and two in the Sun Belt. This really felt like a winnable game. Louisiana Lafayette coming off off a horrendous loss to Alabama, where you can only imagine that their players were extremely beat up, and they they come to San Marcos and and just put it on the Bobcats. Um, I, I just, I'm a loss for words. I, I'm, I'm waiting for Texas state to do something right. And they just refuse to do it. Yeah. I think you're gonna have to wait a few more years for consistent football, but, um, yeah, I mean, this is like Louisiana Lafayette going from playing, you know, you figure they played Alabama, best team in the country. Then they get to go play a high school team. That's fun. It's like a little, a little cool down game. I know, just ridiculous. Um, and I think that is the games we'll talk about. UTEP loses another one to North Texas, twenty-seven twenty-four though. So close game. Okay. Zero and six UTEP. Sorry, Grandma. Oh, ouch. Um, cool. Well, that was a little recap. Some of the games, a lot of games we touched on there. Uh, but let's hit a break. Um, you want to do chicken wing flavors? Are we doing that? Um, no, we're not doing chicken wing flavors this week because you said you didn't want to eat chicken wings. I did tell you that. And last week I made your favorite flavor and you I didn't heard. show up for that. I wouldn't say garlic parm is my favorite, but it is really good. No, it is your favorite. I'm telling you right now. It's your favorite. I really liked it's still like a mango habanero and I haven't had that in a while. Well, you know what? We could have had it tonight. Damn it. You could have said, Zach, why don't we have mango habanero wings tonight? Go and, ahead and drink and for that. I, I will. I will drink for that. Uh, you no, know, you know, you fucked it up, Dale. You yeah, fucked it up. I'm sorry. Maybe next week when nobody else shows up? Probably not. Okay. All right, we'll hit a break, and we'll talk the Texas 10 coming out of that. We'll be right back with some more sports buzz. Well, y'all come back now, you hear? got the eyes of Texas playing for you because it was a big-time weekend Red River shootout, Red River rivalry, Red River showdown, whatever you want to call it. It's the shootout, baby. It's, it'll always be the shootout to me. When there's a over 100 points, you better know it's the shootout. Oh, man. Um, there is so much to talk about in this game. Um, the biggest thing, Texas wins 48-45. And this, is, this team has been getting better week in and week out. It just looks like a different team every single week. Um, the physicality, the offensive scheme is getting better. The guys on the field are making the plays. The defense is flying all over the place. Um, and this 48-45 score is a lot closer than it really should have been, in my opinion, Ballad. Um, Texas had a three-touchdown lead in the fourth quarter and really laid off the gas and – it kind of baffled me that they took Keontae Ingram out of the game because the guy was averaging over seven and a half yards of carry at one point. Um, his first six carries, he had 60 yards. Uh, it was the, the guy is an absolute stud. And, and don't get me wrong, Oklahoma's got a very high powered offense, and we all knew that coming in. But for three and a half quarters, they were done. They had nothing. Tech, they, they could not get past Texas defense. Um, Kyler Murray finishes with four touchdowns and he did throw an interception, but um, the rushing touchdown was the big one. I didn't realize how fast that guy was until he got to the open field. That was terrifying. 
Um, so they tied it up. And, Ballad, I got to know, because for me, this was an emotional roller coaster. And by the time this was done, I was exhausted. I was at such a high, up 21 points with seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. And then at such a low and OU tied it up and it was going to overtime. Or almost to overtime. I thought that that's where it was going to go. Um, give me give me your thoughts on this before we get into um, kind of how everything unfolded there at the end. I mean, really, really impressive to see that, that the Texas offense finally feel like it was moving in the right direction, especially in the third quarter where we find a way to put up 21 points. Everything was hitting on high cylinders. The running backs getting touches, getting meaningful yards when we need them. Uh, little Jordan Humphrey was probably my favorite part of this game. Uh, you know, only threw a touchdown. Jesus Christ. Like, holy cow, threw a fucking touchdown. Uh, received for another one. The little Jordan Humphrey, Colin Johnson, wide receiver trio, or duo, I should say, is is electric. And those guys are going to play in the NFL. And they showed this weekend why. They are some big body receivers. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of back in the Romo Des days where Des was just too big and physical and people and it was so easy to get him the ball. That's ex- that's a lot what this felt like to me. That it, young Sammy E who I am who I am upgrading to uh, just Sammy E now. He's no longer young. He's a grown man or I wouldn't say he's a grown man yet, but he's he's not young, so he's he's just Sammy E. And just just a really impressive win from uh, from Texas all around, but the the offense uh, was the part for me that 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 I was really surprised to see. I'll say, but uh, the, what made me the happiest, um, to be honest, going uh, you know, coming out of the game on Saturday. Yeah, I I gotta agree with you 100. Um, percent I don't care if LJ is running the ball from an I formation. If you're running him on a jet sweep, if he starts playing wildcat quarterback every other play, that dude needs the ball a lot. Um, he's a playmaker. When he's got the ball, good things happen. Um, and I'm tired of seeing this one running back one series, another running back the next series. Unless you are tired and cannot go out on the field, Keontae Ingram needs to be the feature back. Um, he should run. The, he should carry the ball at least 20 times a game. He is so electric. For a true freshman, I mean, he averaged, he ended with 13 carries for 86, averaging just over six and a half yards a carry. Um, he's the future of that backfield. Uh, Trey Watson looked okay at times, um, but um, if Keontae can stay healthy, he's the he's the future. But yeah, going back to the receivers, LJ and Colin, um, they said it before the game and during the game, OU struggles with big wide receivers. And you could clearly see that early on in the game because, and Sam knew it. Sam would just throw the ball up and let his guys go get it, uh, which I think needs to be um, something that we see from from the Longhorns going forward. It was, uh, yeah, dude, it was cool to watch. Um, and then the defense showed up too. Uh, two fumble recoveries and then the Brandon Jones interception on Kyler Murray. Um, but yeah. Uh, all that good, all that excitement um, went away really quick when OU tied it at 45. And, you know, we've seen Sam in this situation before. Uh, last year, he made moves. He made uh, plays to get down close to the end zone, try to win a game. And then there was that costly mistake every time. Uh, so this was a growing up game for Sam. Uh, to drive the team down the field, do just enough to get the team in field goal range, and hand it off to a true freshman, Cameron Dicker, to go and try and kick the game-winning 40-yard field goal. First of all, please tell me you saw Dicker on the sideline before this kick. He looked cool as a cucumber. Oh, dude, he was smiling. He was laughing. He looked like he was about ready to just go hang out with his buddies at the pool. Like, no big deal. This is this is badass. Hey, dude, I'm about to be the most loved person in Texas and. I'm definitely getting late tonight after I win this game. That's what his eyes look like. Like, yeah, dude, I'm definitely going to get some. I'm definitely about to get late. But he, uh, he's a, I mean, he's an Austin kid. Like, oh, Travis. a feeling I've never felt. 
Like, right. just walking around like, I'm definitely getting late Yeah, tonight. this is happening. Never. Um, no, he had that look in his eye, man. And uh, being a kid from Texas, from Austin, uh, like Travis Boy, you know this This is like his dream. To He probably wakes up or, you know, he goes to practice and he has that kick. All right, this is from 40 yards to beat OU. Like, every golfer's dream is like, hey, I got this putt to win the Masters. Yep. That's his dream right there. And Sam's dream was to take the game-winning drive. So that was cool for those guys. Um, just an absolutely electric atmosphere. I can't imagine being there. Uh, the beer flying everywhere after the kick went in. The uh, the stands had to be just insane. Um, I'm pretty sure they had to have led a bunch of OU fans back into the stadium. Because oh. that... That side emptied out so quick in the in the beginning of the fourth quarter. Oh, they were gone. They were gone. Bad, bad sports town, Norman. Okay, you can't you can't leave in the middle of the of the Red River Shootout in, in that type of way. Like a really like even the commentators were were just dogging on OU fans for leaving that early. Like really bad look. I had a uh, I had some a uh, guy who works down in in New Braunfels near Mountain Breeze. Um, him and his son were there and they walked down and sat in the front row of the OU section because everybody had left. He's like, all the, all the OU spooners got out of here. So, uh, now we got front row seats in the end zone. <laughs> That's awesome. So they took advantage of that shit. Um, and then, uh, an interesting story. I sent you this, sent you guys this story on, uh, on our group chat about, uh, Sam Ellinger and Kyler Murray at post game. Yes. So, Here's what here's what the guy on the field said. Uh, Sam came over, tried to give Kyler a high five and say good game. Kyler ignored him, so Sam politely called him out on his sportsmanship, like you know, why aren't you gonna shake my hand or at least tell me good game, even if you don't believe it? And then Kyler just mouthed off and said something, called him a name, and so Sam, being the class act that he is, just walked away and said, uh, "Take the loss, pussy." Yep. And you can see it in the in the little video. Um, Sam the, screaming back at him. By the way, Sam taking many losses, so uh, he 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 knows how to take one. Yeah. Um, could have been a real re- learning moment for Colin Murray there. Could have could have really said, "Hey, man, um, I've only played so many college football games because I've been on the bench this whole time. Why don't you show me uh, the right way to lose?" And Sammy E uh, probably would have would have showed him, but uh, no, Kyler got to learn how to lose all by himself. Yeah, good all by him lonesome. Good sportsmanship, Kyler. Go. Uh... Go stick to baseball, buddy. Yeah, so that the the takeaway from OU that I saw was that Kyler Murray does not want to ruin his baseball career, and he is not going to put his body on the line <clears throat> to win a football game. There were numerous times that Kyler Murray slid when he when a, a normal college football player, and definitely Sammy E, would have dove in for. A first down, even a touchdown in certain circumstances. There was a there was a third down where he was approached. I mean, they were within like the the ten yard line of the Texas uh, end zone, and he slides, uh, misses the opportunity to get a first down. Where any other college quarterback would have been in the end zone. Like there was only one defender to beat, and if if he would have lowered his shoulder even just a little bit, he would have found his way to get through it. No. Kyler Murray doesn't want none of that. He is 100% focused on his baseball career, and it showed up a lot in this game. Well, to that same point, I will give credit to Sam because he's finally learning how to slide. You can't always take the hard hit, man. Um, These guys are a lot bigger than you are. You can't, but Sammy's kind of built for it. You know, he's like, they have him like 240, 220 ish. I know, he's a a stocky kid. Yeah, he's a big kid. But. You know, Kyler Murray, the the only league he could play in right now. He could play in the Pac-12, but he couldn't go play in the Big Ten or no the way. SEC. No way. Like he's just he's not big enough. He's fast enough, no doubt. There's he is very very fast, but he don't want none of that contact. Well, Texas was Texas was looking to uh, to take his head off a couple of times, but um. Yeah, man, it was it was exciting. I was I was pretty amped up. Um, there was actually a couple of OU fans watching at the Mountain Breeze bar, and um, you know I started drinking at uh, 
10.30 in the morning to get ready. Um, I woke up at 10.30 and uh, cracked a beer. So I was a little lit by the time the OU fans showed up and started cheering after they were down 21 points. Hmm. Uh, and I yelled at them and told them to go home. Um, they were in the wrong state. They didn't like that very much. Yeah. But, uh, I'm sure they didn't. I mean, it was a biker rally, so probably not my best decision to start yelling at a bunch of bikers, but at that point, I didn't care because Texas was up by so much. Yeah, sure. No, good decision. But hey. Um, did, did you almost kiss of death, Texas? Is, is that what I'm hearing? No, 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 no. I didn't almost. I, I knew something was going to happen. Oh. Up 21 points, I was like, man, this feels really good. But it's Texas OU, and I'm not taking a single break from this game. I didn't sit down. I, like, I, felt, I felt like I was at the game. I sat down maybe during halftime and one commercial. And I was like, nope, got to stand back up. I'm a superstitious guy during when it comes to football games, man. I didn't sit down all game. Yeah, uh, I was going to go to Dallas uh, this weekend. Decided not to uh, just because of the, the work that it takes to go to Dallas. But uh, I would have been with all OU fans watching the game. And I'm so upset now that I didn't go. <laughs> that would have been a story for the show. <laughs> yeah, and of course, uh, we've gone way over on our Texas 10. That's okay, though. It's a, it's a good occasion. Yep. Uh, and Texas has, who do we play this week? Baylor. Baylor. In Austin. In Austin. So uh, we'll pick that one in first impressions. But uh, let's get into Chad's favorite segment, even though he's not here. Let's do it. Front page news. Uh, sorry. Front page news. <laughs> Uh, Hurricane Michael forcing Florida State to adjust their football schedule. Practice has been canceled, and they will have a bye week this week, and will play Wake Forest on the 20th at home. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we saw this with uh, Hurricane Flow a couple weeks ago. Um, uh, Just, you got to keep the kids safe. Uh, A lot of those games in Florida... Maybe possibly even uh, Atlanta. I mean Georgia area. Um, gonna have some some trouble with the weather. So, so I'm pulling up a uh, an app we use at work to to track weather. I'm looking at Saturday here, and everything should be done by then. Um, I, I guess we've got to look at what the aftermath of. Sure. Of uh, the storm is, but but if you can't practice, I mean that's a little unfair. Perhaps, um, but you know it's it's gonna be interesting to see which of these games are affected by Michael. Um, weather is a big factor in f- uh, football totals. A lot of wind, hard to throw the ball. Uh, be looking to bet the under in a lot of games happening on the on the east side of the country and in the in the south. Uh, of course, we wish the best to those uh, in those areas and. Of course. Hope everyone can stay safe, but um, yeah, we'll be uh, we've been a lot of unders this weekend, so watch out for that. Yeah, um, well, a lot of those East Coast games. Watch out. Uh, moving on, Minnesota is going to start a six nine four hundred pound true freshman Daniel Falea. Sure, I'm saying that wrong. At right tackle against Ohio State. Six nine four hundred pounds. Yes, not a typo. Oh my god. That is terrifying. And they got him on what side? Uh, he's a right tackle. Okay. Um, wow. I would not want to play that side. No. Like, I, nobody wants to be that left defensive end that has to go against that guy. That is so scary. Yeah. Um, well, it's going to be someone from Ohio State, so. Oh. Ooh. Yeah, probably not be too scared. I might have to tune in on that one just to see this dude play. Uh, I can't believe we didn't talk about this in Texas 10, but Oklahoma has fired defensive coordinator Stoops. Um, Ding dong. The Stoops are dead. (laughs) Um, I also saw where Sam Ellinger, his Wikipedia page was changed, uh, that he is the father of Kyler Murray and the Oklahoma defense. That's awesome. Uh, And then the next day they came out with Stoops being fired. So there's the Sam effect for you. I love it. I love that – that was the the straw that broke the camel's back right there. That's fantastic. Uh, moving on, a Louise or a, a University of Louisville athletic board member had to come out and say that Louisville is not in a position to buy out Bobby Petrino's contract. 
So that means that somebody in Louisville is trying to get Bobby Petrino out. Uh, Newsflash Louisville, Bobby Petrino is the best football coach you guys have had maybe ever. Yeah. So, you know, you know, simmer down a little bit, right? Like, does, does that also mean that they don't have the money to do it? I, I guess so. <laughs> That's what I got from that. It's like, we're not in a position because we don't have enough money to buy him out. I don't know. Maybe that's it's got to have something else to do with it. But yeah, that's just a weird thing to say. Like nobody's even asking about his job, even though someone must be, I guess. Uh, by the way, as an athletic board member, that's a great way to get donors to write a check. It's like, Hey, if you don't like this guy, fucking write a check. Okay. We'll buy him out and go get someone new. Yep. Um, you know what? I don't have a, a ton of front page news uh, this week. Reddit, you're letting me down. It's probably good. We're already running a little long, but it is what it is. Yeah. Besides, Chad's out here, so why don't we just get into first impressions? What do you say? I'm down. Okay. Let's do it. Uh, let's start with the Texas game this week. Baylor coming into Austin. Take on the Longhorns. Uh, the Horns are a 14.5 point favorite at home, though. Well, down spot for the Dale. What do you, or uh, For the Horns, what do you think, Dale? First impression? Feels like a lot. Um... There's a lot of hype around Texas right now. And, you know, if this was in Waco, I'd say that I think Baylor covers this. But I just have a feeling that it being in Austin with the students coming off of the biggest week of college football that we can remember in six years, maybe. I mean, yeah, Charlie Strong got a win. um, But... It just feels different this year. Um, I think that place is going to be rocking. I like Texas here. I like him to cover. Uh, I'm uh, reluctantly going to also take Texas here. I think 14 and a half is a lot of points, especially in a really bad letdown spot. It would not surprise me at all if at halftime this game was within like three or seven points. Yeah, no, I agree with you. But I think the Texans can get right in the second half and hopefully pull out a a big double-digit win. Uh, they really need it uh, after this one to solidify that they're uh, the top 10 team that they've been awarded a ranking for. So uh, I'll lay the points with the horns here. I totally agree with you, man. It just feels like this could be one of those games where at halftime you're going, oh, shit, mm-hmm. is this going to be that game? Yeah. The one letdown, but... I don't think so. Um, it's not an 11 o'clock game, so that's good. we got some time to wake up. Uh, moving to the Pac-12, Washington is going to travel travel to Eugene to take on Oregon, the Ducks, who are a three-and-a-half-point home dog. I'm taking the Ducks here. Uncle Mac already got a piece of this. Uh, I I said this during the uh, Pac-12 preview this year. This is a spot that I was going to look to play Oregon on. I was hoping to get maybe a touchdown, but... I think Washington was exposed last week uh, after that game with UCLA. And I don't think Oregon is going to let another home opportunity to upset a ranked team slip away from them. I think Oregon comes out ready to play. I think they expose Washington. And I wouldn't be surprised if they came out with the upright win, outright win. So, But I will take the field goal plus the hook. So give me Oregon here. Uh, I like where you're going there. Yeah, I I agree with a lot of what you said. Um and wouldn't that be funny that uh, Chip Kelly was the one that exposed him and then his former team's the one that beats him? Love um, but uh, for the sake of the podcast, I'll take Washington. I think Jake Browning's going to bounce back here. Um, and everybody, every talking head on the four-letter network is going to be slobbing on his dick again about him being a Heisman candidate. So Jake Browning will come back and uh, make everybody remember him. Moving back to the Big 12, on Thursday night, Texas Tech is going to take on TCU and Fort Worth. Uh, TCU right now, a a 7.5 point favorite. In Fort Worth, TCU Tech. um, No, I'm going to take Tech to cover that. TCU has just turned the ball over too much, and Tech can score with just about anybody. Uh, Can TCU keep up with Tech is the real question. I'm going to take TCU here. Uh, Tech has got a lot of injuries, including their starting quarterback. Um, I think seven and a half is a, is a really bad line for TCU. I'd love to get a seven or a six and a half, but uh, you know, for the sake of the podcast, I'll take TCU here at home Thursday, short travel week for Tech. Uh, give me TCU by 10. All right. I like it. Uh, moving on to the Big Ten, Nebraska is going to travel to Northwestern to 
try to find their first win of the season. Right now, Northwestern is a three and a half point favorite at home. Sorry, I thought you were taking the first pick there. Uh, what what did you say? I wasn't listening. Oh, I am taking the first pick here, and uh, sorry, I'm taking Northwestern here. Uh, I think Northwestern coming off a big win at Michigan State is kind of a little bit of a letdown spot, but I just don't think Nebraska is very good. Uh, I think Scott Frost is a great coach, but I think he's got some time before that team is in the right position to to win games on the road like this. So uh, give me Northwestern. I'll go ahead and lay the points. And how many how many are they getting? Uh, three and a half. Three and a half. Uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. Nebraska's just not good, man. Um, they're gonna get a win at least one game this season. I just don't think it's this one. Uh, by the way, if this gets down to three, which I think it will, uh, Uncle Mac will have a piece of Northwestern here. That a boy. Uh, Michigan State is gonna travel to Happy Valley to take on Penn State after their loss to Northwestern. Uh, Penn State right now is a 13.5-point favorite. Opened at 14.5, but right now 13.5. Dale, what's your first impression? Love that it went down to 13.5. Yeah, give me Penn State by two touchdowns. Michigan State is awful. Um, McSorley's running away with this one. I'm taking Michigan State here. Uh, What? Yeah. Uh, Saw an interesting stat that I wish I could recite verbatim, but pretty much... Uh, Michigan State has not lost to Penn State by more than seven in like the last 10 years or something ridiculous like that. So um, I like it at 13 and a half. I'm going to love it if it gets to 14 or 14 and a half, which I think it might since public money tends to come in on Penn State. So uh, I'll take it though, 13 and a half. Uh, give me the points in Michigan State in a big, in a big, big 10 matchup. A, a big, a big, big, big 10 matchup? A big, big 10 matchup matchup you heard it here first uh moving on georgia is gonna take on lsu in death valley i haven't seen what time this game is at but i'll bet money that it's at nighttime uh right now georgia is a seven and a half point favorite on the road what's your first impression this is a 230 kick time um wait did i pick the last game first or last i think it's my pick right it is your pick it is my pick uh, I'm going to take those points at home. Give me LSU. I think they bounce back after the loss to uh, to Florida. Um, I don't have any reason to doubt Georgia other than the uh, Missouri game that I watched a couple of weeks ago. But yeah. um, I'm going to side with what I learned last week. In big games, take the team with a lot of points, especially at their home. So seven and a half, give me the Tigers. Man, this is tough. Um Seven and a half. I just don't think LSU can get beat by seven and a half. Their defense is going to keep them in games regardless of how bad their offense is playing. Um, yeah, I, I like that home dog. Seven and a half points. Um, I'm on your side here. We'll go with the uh, the gumbo-eating Tigers. We'll go with the Cajun boys down there. There we go. Uh, moving on to the ACC, Miami is going to take on... Virginia on the road right now. Virginia is almost a touchdown dog right now at six and a half. Virginia six and a half Miami. Um, yeah, I'll take Miami to win by a touchdown there. I like that. I'm not too big on Virginia. Um, last week's little scare, I think is going to put some, Put some fear of life into these boys uh, down there in Miami. So uh, it's not a huge travel, Miami up to Virginia. So give me the Canes. I am going to take Virginia here. I uh, like the the home spot. I'd love to get it at seven. I'd love it even more at seven and a half. But Virginia is really good. And Miami has shown themselves to uh, have vulnerabilities. I was really high on Miami going into the season and – I'm not sure that I was right there. I'll be uh, I'll be honest. I'm I'm fine being wrong, but um, you know, fool me once, right? Uh, yeah. Shame on me. But uh, this time, I you know, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Virginia in those points. Okay. Moving on to the Big Ten, Wisconsin is traveling to Michigan to take on the Wolverines. Right now, Michigan is a seven and a half point favorite at home, and for me, I think this is a wrong team favorite. I'm taking Wisconsin here. Give me those points. I have not been impressed with Michigan. I was low on them going into the season. 
And this is a spot where I think uh, Wisconsin can at least keep it close. So uh, give me the Badgers in those points. Yeah, eight feels like a whole lot. Um, Seven and a half. Well, it may have already moved from when you wrote that down earlier. Seven but and a half right now. Seven and a half. I see it at eight. I see it right on my sheet where I track our picks at seven and a half. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you say you see that because ESPN's already up to eight. Well, ESPN can suck a dick. Isn't that where When's you... When's the last time you placed a bet on ESPN.com? Isn't that where you looked it up earlier? No, I looked it up on the Action Network. Okay. Official app of the Sports Buzz. Oh, I'm sorry. Just kidding. That's a free plug. Um, no free plugs. Uh, I'll play contrarian. I'll go with Michigan. Um, I'm to keep waiting on Shea Patterson to have a breakout game. I just haven't seen it yet. Um, maybe this is the one. Maybe. Maybe a pig learns to fly. Doubtful. Uh, last game of the night, Pac-12, a game that Dale will not be staying up for. Colorado is traveling to USC to take on the Trojans. Right now, the Trojans are a 7.5-point favorite. Well, that First impression. That one starts pretty early. Uh, that's a 9.30 kick. Um, yep, could be a sit by them. <laughs> Asleep, passed out. What do you, you, know, you going to call it? Either way, yeah. Not coherent. Um, USC, you said 7.5? So it... Seven and a half point favorite. Okay. Um, this feels unfair to Colorado. They're uh, undefeated on the year. So I'm going to take the Buffaloes to uh, cover. I don't know if they win. I think USC hangs on and wins this thing by about a field goal, but feels a little disrespectful to give an undefeated team, make them a seven and a half dog. Yeah, I think wrong team favorite here. Uh, I think Colorado is the play. I just don't think Clay Helton's a very good coach. And uh, seven and a half. I think Colorado can win this outright, to be honest. Uh, but I'll, I'll definitely gobble up those points. So, uh, yeah, that's first impression. I like it. I like it. Some good games this week, man. I'm excited. Uh, that was first impressions. Uh, why don't we move on to our nightcap? Yeah, let's get in the nightcap. Sorry I cracked my beer uh, all of three minutes too early. My bad. Um, Nightcap sponsored by So the first time I heard you were three minutes too early That's true, that's true Uh, Sponsored by the beautiful, delicious Strangeland Brewery Yes sir Yeah, yeah Um, What do we got planned for the Nightcap tonight? I was going to try to give Corey a call Oh yes, Forward chill guy Corey He didn't answer last week, so we'll see I couldn't take our call last week, but let's see if uh, Let's see if we can get him on the phone There's, I I would say there's 0% chance he picks up There's no way he's answering But it would make me very happy, so See, this is why we need to start recording on Mondays, because he won't expect it. Oh, we will fake him out. That'd be great. What's up, G? Corey, my man, what are you doing? Hey, what's up, my man? Yo, what's up? What are you doing? I'm at the start, man. What you doing? I'm, uh, I'm uh, recording Sports Buzz, just thinking about that ass whooping we just put on your Sooners. You you couldn't hear it. We're uh we're uh, recording sports buzz uh talking about how shitty your Sooners are. What did he say? Horns down, horns down, horns down, horns down. You know that that's just like Corey. That's just like an OU fan. <laughs> that's all they got. Just they have no real hand signs, so it's just horns down. I'm shocked he answered the phone. I can't believe it. Did he say he was at the Suns game, a Stars, Stars game? game? What kind of what kind of loser goes to preseason NHL games? No, a regular season started. Oh, they really? Started? Yeah, yeah, it's regular okay. season now. Sorry, Corey, you're not that big of a loser. Yeah, we might. Well, get... You're a loser when you lose to UT. Yeah, you know, in the uh, in the River River shootout. Damn, I was looking forward to another uh, angry voicemail of telling how much LU sucks. Um, but uh, yeah, I was I was taken back that he actually answered. So that'll do it for us, guys. Uh, thank y'all for listening. Bell, Real do you quick, got anything? Yeah, the uh, show bet is in the middle of the third. Uh, we the score is twenty-one to nine uh, on the wrong side of our bet. Uh, right now, <laughs> we we need like a field goal. A field goal would be great. A touchdown would be better, and preferably for Arkansas State. You know, I don't want to want to have this the wrong way, but. We've done really well when our show bet goes past the actual recording of the show. So I don't want to jinx it, but I'm I'm feeling confident about the way this could end out. Hey, if you feel confident, I feel confident. You're the you're the guy, the go to guy, so I'll take your word for it. I got nothing, man. We we 
struggled a little bit uh, with our football picks. So we'll see how this goes. We'll see. Well, Ballad, it's good to be back. Thanks for pressing buttons for us. Yeah. Uh, I'm your host, Spencer Spillman. Until next week, guys, we're the Sports Buzz, and we are out. This party is officially over. Oh.